everybody to Monday Night's Deep Dive. And tonight we're going to be looking at, we started a new series on Monday, on Sunday night, on uh, <clears throat> patterns of prayer, because one of the overwhelming pieces of um, uh, feedback that we're getting from our online community is um, any time we post anything to do with prayer, any patterns of prayer, any written prayers, they're some of the most bookmarked and some of the most shared um, pieces of stuff that we put out on the internet. Now, actually, and the guy who writes a lot of them is actually here tonight. He's called Kev Hussey. And Kev um, is a very gifted writer. And uh, Kev actually articulates a lot of prayers himself. He's been such a blessing. So we just want to shout out to you, Kev, because you're putting words to the way that a lot of us feel and you're helping us like a psalmist articulate the way that some of the emotions that we've got going on. So, mate, hope you get better soon. So, yeah, just a, a quick note: if you uh, wanna, um, yeah, if you if you want some more deep dives, you can go onto our podcast and subscribe um, on our podcast channel, Kingdom Company. We've also got a YouTube channel that you can subscribe to, where we put all our Sunday messages and a few more bits. You can follow us on Instagram: myself, Matthew James Hooper, or Claire Hooper, or Kingdom Company, and. Um, and we're constantly posting wholesome content, good content, Christian content with a bit of humor, with some other stuff going on and um, all about Kingdom Company and about some leadership stuff. And Claire's on TikTok, too. So you can subscribe. If you're a TikToker, you can follow Kingdom Company on TikTok or Claire on TikTok. You know, you're welcome. We're all over social media. We were due to plant the church, launch the church on the 29th of March this last year. But we've not been able to do that like everybody else because of the Rona and because of lockdown and different restrictions. So we've put all of our energies and all of our resources into doing things digitally for now. We're just building a digital community online and we're trying to resource people and trying to help and support people as they go through this journey of lockdown. Unprecedented times, you know, we can't meet. We're so stuck for sort of social interaction, many of us. And um, so we thought, me and Claire, let's put all our resources into doing stuff online for people while we're all in lockdown and as soon as we can as soon as we can we're going to be meeting um together and and regathering again and launch kingdom company nice and strong so it's been an interesting 2020 it's not over yet um i actually saw today that on netflix the second most highest watched film on netflix is the grinch so i think people are just bypassing halloween bypassing guy Fawkes night and just going straight to christmas which i can understand um, I just hope <coughs> that we get a chance to meet our friends and family at Christmas. So tonight we, we started this thing on Sunday called uh, Patterns of Prayer. And it's just been um, one of the, if I'm honest with you, one of the biggest challenges in my life as a fidget. Ah, oh, great, 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 great. Oh, excuse me. Oh, sorry, I lost you. Sorry, guys. I've been shielding. I loved a lot of what you've posted. Oh, that's. I'm glad. I hope you're all right. Um, I hope you're all right, Emily. Thank you. Yes, I. I have my tree still up. Have you kept your tree up from last year? That's powerful. That is impressive. Hello, Dan. How are you doing, mate? So yeah, um, one of the most um challenging spiritual disciplines for me as a fidget <coughs> and as an extrovert is prayer. And I don't know if you're anything like me, but 
Um, I've had to really think and concentrate on building a really decent prayer life because I know how powerful and important it is, but I don't necessarily find prayer the easiest. And I know how important it's been. I, I, I know how important it's been for all of us to, uh, you know, increasing our spiritual disciplines over lockdown. You know, we have a choice, don't we? We can really let, let this thing overwhelm us or we can kind of like rise up to meet the challenge of all that's coming uh, ahead of us. And prayer is one of those sustaining spiritual disciplines that the more that we pray, the more that we are changed into the likeness of who God has called us to be and actually who he's called us to be is like Jesus. And prayer allows us to take on and become that person that Christ has called us to be. So it's powerful. Uh, nevertheless, <clears throat> I don't know if you're anything like me, but I often feel like I should be praying more. I'm not praying right. I wish I could pray. And then I hear other people praying. I think, oh, you're praying so much better than me. And so, look, we want to just take away some of that um, potential for it feeling like a, an intimidation or I'm not good enough. And I just want to say tonight, like our desire and our hope is that as you tune into the the stuff that we're going to post over the next few weeks you're going to be encouraged to just take steps forward in your prayer life um and you might be saying well i, I don't pray very much i only pray a couple of minutes a day that's brilliant some people pray like i think smith wigglesworth the famous bradford evangelist said i never pray for longer than an hour but i never go for a longer than an hour without praying and I love that. There's different ways and different styles that as we learn to communicate with our Father God, we learn our own natural rhythms and our own ways of conversation. I pray a lot when I'm in the car, when I'm driving. It's just I'll get stimulated by all that kind of thing. So it's great. Hello, guys. Good to see a few people joining. Hi, Dan. How's it going? So, um, <clears throat> yeah, we are gonna we started off, if we're going to talk about prayer, if we're going to look at the patterns of prayer, there is one pattern of prayer which which Jesus himself taught and it's in Matthew and chapter 6 verse 5 to 14 and I'm just going to paraphrase a little bit <coughs> hi Cameron how's it going buddy um it's a pattern of prayer but it's actually a, a prayer that Jesus says when you pray pray like this and so I'm going to read it from the CEV translation um here we go um Matthew chapter 6 and it's um I'm going to start in verse seven, but you can start. It's up to you where you want to go. And when you pray, don't heap up empty phrases like the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Don't be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask it. Isn't that amazing. Pray like this, then pray like this, then or pray then like this. Our father in heaven, hallowed or holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. It's a pattern of prayer. And then if you were in school, you'll remember that uh, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. That's not actually in any of the prayers that Jesus gave us. I don't know where that came from. That must have been added by some head teacher or something as a pattern. And um, that pattern, that Lord's Prayer, which really we should call the disciples prayer because like Jesus knew how to pray. So it's not really his prayer. It's a pattern of prayer that he's teaching his disciples. And what what Jesus is doing is he's trying to help them to create new pathways and new disciplines in amongst a really hyper-religious environment. You know, 
if you do it, it's amazing if you study like Israel at the time of Jesus, there were so many political factions. There were the Romans, there was the Pharisees, there was the Sadducees, and then there was Herod, who was like a political ruler. There was all kinds of craziness going on. And in amongst of all of this posturing in prayer, there was a lot of performance. There was a lot of hyper-religious behavior. There was a lot of like hypocritical stuff. There was a lot of acting and play acting. Jesus is saying, just keep it simple, boys. Just keep it simple. And don't forget now that when we see Jesus, we see the Father. So really, this is Jesus and God himself, our Father, his instructions for a pattern of prayer. And there's a little form that we can look at. We can explore this different pattern. It's really nice. And we can see that the first and the most important thing about the, the disciples' prayer or the Lord's prayer is that we put God first. Our Father in heaven, we, we acknowledge who we're praying to. Um, like, some people have said, and I just want to encourage you, do I pray to Jesus? Do I pray to the Holy Spirit or do I pray to God? Well, in reality, if you pray to any of those three, you're praying to all of those three. And Jesus will interpret the prayers to his Father and Father will speak to the Son and the Holy Spirit. So even if you say, Holy Spirit, help us, it's not like you're ignoring the other two. <laughs> even if you say, Father in heaven, help me. That's all right. Jesus is still involved in those sorts of things. But as we get to know the different personalities of the Trinity, we can actually begin to know what each of those people, each of those um, parts of the Godhead begin to carry a unique and specific significance. And so what happens? We can call upon the Father for something or Jesus for a different thing or the Holy Spirit, knowing that they are mutually indwelling or within each other. And so people say, who should I pray to? Should I pray for God, Jesus or the Holy Spirit? And it's like when you start praying, just pray to one of them. By praying to one of them, you're praying to all of them. Um, just to encourage you, don't get hung up on that. But this is a good pattern when you start. And if you're really stuck and you haven't got much of a prayer life, just follow this pattern. Our Father in heaven. It tells us who he is and it allows us to remember who he is and where he is. Our father, he's our father, he's your father. He's your heavenly provider, he's your dad. He's the person who looks over you, watches over you while you sleep. <clears throat> he's the person who, he's the God who has ordained all of your days before you ever came to be. He knows the hairs on your head. He knows you're coming and going. He knows he knit you together. That's the person. That's God who you're praying to. And he's in heaven. <clears throat> he's in the seat of authority. He's um, he's in the seat of all authority. He reigns and he rules above all things on the earth and under the earth. And so when you come before God, your father, in this pattern of prayer, that's it's, that's to locate who he is and where he is. Our father in heaven, holy is your name, hallowed or to be revered is your name. What that means is there's nothing special about, you know, the letters that make up that name necessarily. But what it does mean is that the name, the authority, the office, all the things that God is and all the things that God does is holy. Um, in fact, scripture, you'll see it in the New Testament. Anytime you see something repeated twice, <clears throat> truly, truly, some translations say, truly, truly, I say to you, or verily, verily, an old translation, which is like Bible speak of saying, way of saying, listen, pay attention. This is really, really important. When Jesus says, truly, I say to you, like he's making an underline, but sometimes he says, truly, truly. And then there's only one time in the Holy Scripture <clears throat> where a, um, holy is used three times. Holy, holy, holy is used to speak about 
God enthroned in majesty in the book of Revelation. And anytime you hear something repeated three times, in fact, you only hear it repeated three times is the word holy, holy, holy. And holy is your name, hallowed, and to be honored and revered is your name. So our Father located in heaven, our God who looks after us, who looks over us, who watches us, located in heaven, seated in a place of all authority, holy to be revered, to be honored, to be exalted, to be like, no mistake, you're the one and only is your name. <clears throat> and so it's a great pattern because before we even start getting about talking about our gas bills or the things that are concerning us, we've located and we've put a, 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 um, a, a we've put a preeminence on who God is and where he lives and his, his importance to us. And I think if I'm, if I think about my own patterns of prayer, my struggle sometimes is I get so concerned about the things that I'm worried about and the feelings I'm feeling or the stuff the one and only. Thank you, uh, Chris. A little musical, little musical reference. Nobody I'd rather be. Um, are you for one second comparing Chesney Hawks? No, you can't be. No, you can't be. No, it can't. It can't possibly be true. Um, that we locate God as one and only, as holy, holy, holy. And sometimes what happens is you get caught up in our own stuff and we forget. That God is holy and we need to be constantly reminded. Our heart and our mind need to be re, uh, redirected to the person and the majesty and the holiness and the all-sufficiency of God himself. And I want to encourage you today, when you are praying, you are not praying into the atmosphere, you're not praying into a room, you are addressing the maker of the universe who loves you so much and who wants to be close to you and who wants you to give him all your cares and your worries but first of all we have to make sure that we are locating him as and honoring him and acknowledging him for who he is i talked a little bit about protocol <clears throat> and it's a funny thing um protocol because whenever i think of the word protocol i always think of the protocol droids in star wars c3po as a protocol droid and protocol is like it's the things that you do uh, that keep good order in relationships. <coughs> so there are things that I do in my marriage with Claire that, that keep good order in my relationships. There are things that she likes. There are ways that she likes to be spoken to. There are um, things that I don't do because she doesn't like them. It doesn't bother me necessarily, but she doesn't like them. And God is the same that he gives us patterns of protocol in a way that we are to approach him. Sometimes we can become so familiar with God we've got this balance haven't we we can become so terrified of God because he's holy and he's different and he's other that we don't approach him but then sometimes we become so familiar with God that we forget he's the creator and the maker of the universe and he's sovereign and he's to be feared and respected and honored so we have to hold those things in tension God doesn't want us to be afraid, too afraid that we don't come to him, but neither does he want us to become so familiar that we don't respect him and honor him at the same time. So um, there's protocol, and this is a kind of protocol way of praying. It puts God first and it puts his interests first and it allows us to focus on who he is. It puts the spiritual and the physical needs in their right order. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then we flip. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins or our trespasses as we forgive those in the same way that we forgive those who sin against us. 
of the same measure we use of forgiveness, use it to us, God. That's basically what that means. Isn't that wild? As the idea that forgiveness is a two-way, as I forgive other people, so forgive me, Lord. Amazing. And lead us not into temptation or deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom. And um, it makes prayer about relationship. It allows us to re correctly represent God. You know, again, one of my things is because I love process and um, because I'm such a scatterbrain sometimes, I need process, I need rules, I need routines to help me. Uh, but sometimes I get so caught up in those rules and those rhythms and those routines that I, I mean, I just become, it becomes a bit regimented for me. And so I've had to use different ways of praying and different patterns of prayer and different help. And so um, I bought, started to buy some prayer books in the last couple of years. And I'd never done that before, but these two, these two prayer books have been really, really helpful to me. I want to recommend this one. It's a really great book. It's called the, uh, A Common Prayer Pocket Edition for a Liturgy for Ordinary Radicals. And it's by Shane Claiborne and another chap. And it's great. <clears throat> it's got some really helpful stuff in here about um, prayers in major life transition, prayers for direction, prayers against anger or against lust or against the love of money. It's so, 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 so helpful. And I, I use it regularly. Exactly, Chris. There's a fine line between sticking to protocol and becoming the job's worth. <clears throat> but it's good to have patterns of prayer. And I was brought up in a church where there was, it was funny. I don't know if you've ever been in this church. If you didn't grow up in an Anglican church or you didn't grow up in any church, what can happen sometimes is a lot of nonconformists or different kinds of church will say, we don't use prayer books or they're not encouraged to use prayer books or, or what they call liturgy, which is patterns of worship and service. And um, what happens is, like, we all have our patterns of worship and service. If you don't use liturgy, you probably have written your own liturgy. Like, it's really, really interesting um, how we always end up, we have to make a conscious effort to keep our language and keep our prayer life interesting and helpful to us. And so here's another one that me and Claire have got into recently. Um, This series, The Celtic Prayer Daily. This is book one, and we've got book two downstairs, which we've started to read. Well, it's so helpful. Um. So prayer for sleepless nights, um, courage for hope and peace, um, facing death with courage. Wow. Like watching with one who is dying. Like how much would we need in difficult, difficult times? We need words to help us articulate the way that we feel, right? And so like we're going to be posting some of those things over the gram in the next few weeks. But we're also going to be doing guided prayer. And guided prayer is... Claire did it last night and um, <clears throat> they've started to do it. There's a guy, Judah Smith, over in the States who does it. Rich Wilkerson does it. And you can find it on YouTube. But I found it particularly helpful in prayer in that um, it's like a coached or guided or, or narrated prayer experience. And you can have them for five minutes or you can have them for 15 minutes. And we're going to be really trying some of those new things as we go on over the next few weeks. So at the end of each Sunday message, we're going to do a guided prayer um, we're just going to see what the Holy Spirit uh, and what God wants to speak to us about. So that's exciting. Patterns of prayer are not bad. Patterns of prayers can be really, really helpful as long as they don't become superstitious. And as long as you don't become a job's worth, as Chris says, as long as you just don't say things for the sake of saying things. Words by themselves have no power in one sense. But what they do have power to do is when you when you mean what you say, when you are praying 
authentically from your um, what you believe and what you mean to say to God, then they carry immense power. But there's nothing like an invocation. It's not an incantation or an invitation, an incantation or something superstitious. <clears throat> it's using that language to articulate the way that you feel. The Psalms are really great for that too. Man, the Psalms, 127 and 128, I've been reading them quite a bit recently. And I say them out loud and I use them as prayers. Really, really powerful and helpful. Prayer gives us access to God and a relationship with him. It doesn't really, doesn't change God. Prayer doesn't change God, right? It changes us. And so um, we are, we ought to be shaped and changed by prayer, not by the fact that our words are changing us, but but by the fact that as we enter into relationship with God, he, in his own amazing way, begins to shape and change the way that we see the world. So as we begin to follow some of the patterns and some of the helpful ways of praying, what happens as scripture teaches us, what happens, we are changed and shaped and our values and our priorities are changed and shaped with the help of the Holy Spirit to become more like Jesus, to become more like who God has created us to be. So prayer is a powerful change agent. It doesn't change who God is. It changes how we see him and it changes how our hearts or our souls begin to act, interact with him. Prayer gives us a language to articulate our deepest selves. So important. I've got some big, deep stuff going on right now and I can feel it. Um, but I'm going to have to start to dig in with some prayer language. Some of these books are going to help me dig in. What's next, Lord? I feel like God wants to do something at Kingdom Company. I'm feeling a sense of excitement, but prayer can help us to get that language up. And as, like we talked about before, praying in the spirit can really help us to do that as well. Praying in the spirit can help us birth or get out of us the language or the, or the artic to articulate what our spirit is trying to say to God himself. Um, yeah, prayer gives us healthy relationship and protocol. So what Jesus is saying to his disciples is um, don't be showy or use strange words or pray to be seen. Um, <clears throat> yeah, one of my love-hate relationships in church is the public prayer meeting. <clears throat> I don't think I've ever been to a prayer meeting where people do more praying than they do talking. Or in public prayer meetings, there's loads of public talking and then a little bit of prayer. And I can kind of understand it. But I mean, I've been thinking like, I'd love somebody to teach me how to pray, like patterns of prayer, because it's so important. How do you do it? We don't need a special language. We don't need a special way of doing things. We don't, we can use our own words and we can use our own language if you're speaking of, if English is not your first language, pray in that. Um, but when it comes to public prayer, sometimes we get so embarrassed. And I think sometimes it's because we don't pray privately or we're not comfortable in our own prayer language. What happens is when we pray publicly, we get a bit embarrassed. And so I want to encourage you, public prayer can be really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Public prayer, Jesus isn't saying don't pray publicly. He's saying don't pray like they do. Don't pray like hypocrites. Hypocrite, um, uh, the Greek word, I think it is, hypocrite, um, the root word of the word hypocrite means to, to, to play act or to pretend. <clears throat> and Jesus is saying to his disciples, don't pretend when you pray. So I thought about you. I'm sure you've done this, but there's times I've said, God, help me. I've, and I've said it, God, help me. God, help me. And that's as much as I could pray. And is that a fact? Is that an okay prayer to pray? Absolutely. 
it's fine. It doesn't have to be these and those and like crazy translations. You can just pray in your own language. The main and important goal of prayer is that we are changed by seeing God differently. He loves you. He wants to interact with you. He wants to hear you. And we are created in for relationship with God. And so he's our father. And so we are created to cry out to him for our needs. He, We are designed to have our needs met by uh by God himself. We are designed to be sustained in relationship with God himself. Powerful man. Um, <clears throat> he's saying, don't use many words. And what he's saying is, don't babble. Don't like ramble on. I don't know if you've ever been to them prayer meetings. And I, I, I went to one and uh, somebody was saying like, oh, dear God, Lord, dear Jesus, Lord, we just pray. Thank you, God, Lord, Father, for, and I was like, what what and obviously person's nervous and you don't want to you don't want to like dissuade them or whatever but i just felt like saying dude just relax it's okay you don't have to try and cover all your bases and you don't have to babble and you can just be really simple and straightforward but elsewhere and in the next verses and in the next chapter jesus says be persistent when you ask so what I'd say to you about being persistent is, on the one hand, don't babble and don't repeat yourself over and over again. But on the other hand, do be persistent in prayer because God says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. <clears throat> and he causes and he, he encourages us to ask and seek and knock. But we do that from relationship. We do that. Don't do that from religion or repetition. We do that from relationship. So if I have to think, Claire and I, been married for a long time there's certain things that we might talk about repetitively or often or frequently about the same things because that's what a lot of life is it's a lot of things that we have to talk about the same money kids uh, the ministry um holiday plans whatever it might be there's a bit of repetition in life but that doesn't mean that it has to become religious um, if it's based in relationship, if it's based in rela relationship, even repetition can become sacred. There's nothing wrong with repetitiously doing something that you do sacredly. Uh, I want to encourage you in that. Don't let doing things over and over again put you off. Um, repetition isn't wrong, but basing it on relationship, but basing it on relationship, God rewards persistence that's built on relationship. Prayer bring brings reward. When it's built on relationship, I think we have a question here. I'm just going to grab it, see if it is a question. What prayer podcast do you use? I don't use a prayer podcast personally. <clears throat> I think Claire uses one. She uses a Spotify. Um, she uses a Spotify podcast um, about guided prayer, and I use sometimes um, uh, guided prayer on YouTube. I just search YouTube and just look up guided prayer. And uh, we just do it like that. It's been really good. Any any questions, guys? Any observations? Anything you want to know? Any any um, any suggestions or anything at all that we can talk about? Or do you know what we should do? In about a couple of minutes, we should pray because we should pray for each other and we should pray and ask God to help us in this pandemic and in this lockdown and all the difficulties that we're facing that we would have a deeper and stronger prayer life and a relationship with him. That God would give us the words and um, a real desire and a real want to pray. Because uh, it's one of the things that sometimes we have to really work at, right? We really do. 
brilliant. So, so good. <sighs> Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, shout up. Commoners Communion Podcast is great for prayer. Brilliant. Thank you, guys. That's, thanks. That's, I've heard about that. Commoners Communion Podcast is great for prayer. And do they have... Um, do they um, have interactive stuff? What do they do on that podcast, guys? What do they do there? Be really interested to find out about more like that. Anyone else got anything to add or shape or, or we just end in prayer now? Brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Here we go. Here's a question. This will be a... Hmm. Sure, bro. Uh, somebody's jumped on and said, um, I've been feeling randomly overwhelmed and quite down these last few days. Please pray for me. All right, let's pray for our friend. It's music and meditative prayer. Beautiful. Okay, that'd be one. We'll um, that'll be fun. Can you? Yeah, we'll we'll tag them later on. Can we pray for our friend who's feeling overwhelmed and heavy? Right. So let's wherever you are, in however you want to pray, using whatever language you like. Um, let's pray for our friend. So God, we lift up our friend in front of you now, and we ask you to release like heavy burdens off his shoulders, and um, just help him to feel that lightness. Help him to feel a joy and an excitement. Thank you, God, that you've given him such an amazing set of skills and abilities. You've given him such incredible ways of seeing the world. He's got such talent and such such a gifted and lovely guy. And I really pray, Father, that you would help him to know your peace. And we pray like you would give him hope deep down in his soul that he would be infused and like energized with strength and courage and boldness, but also a peace and a sustaining strength that helps him do all that he needs to do in these next few weeks. God, lead him on to something that you've called him into. God, lead him on to the future. Give him, give him an understanding of the hope that you've called him to today. Amen. All right. Good stuff. Anybody else want some prayer? We're going to pray for some people tonight while we're talking about prayer, while we're in the podcast of prayer. Let me read you some of these prayers then. That's amazing. Going to read an evening prayer out. <laughs> so good. I'm going to find, try and find some prayers here. It was your joy to serve. Thank you for your service. Show me where you want me to serve, Lord. Give me the ability to serve. Let me serve and make my heart pure towards everyone. God, it was your joy to sacrifice. Thank you for your sacrifice. Show me what you want me to sacrifice. Give me the ability to sacrifice and let me sacrifice and make my heart pure toward everybody. It was your joy to suffer. Thank you for your suffering. Show me where if you want me to suffer. Give me the ability to suffer. Let me suffer and make my heart pure towards everyone. Wow. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Creator God, we give thanks. Holy are the feet of everybody who works so that we might have rest. Sacred are the feet of those who run swiftly to stand with the oppressed. 
Blessed be the feet of all whose bodies are too broken or weary to sand. Creator God, we give thanks. Holy is the sound of children laughing to take away our sorrow. Sacred is the sound of water falling to take away our thirst. Blessed be the sound of your people singing to heal our troubled hearts. Creator God, we give thanks. Holy are the bodies of those who know hunger. Sacred are the bodies of those who are broken. Blessed are the bodies of those who suffer. In your mercy and grace, soften our callous hearts and fill us with gratitude for all the gifts you have given us in your love. Break down the walls that separate us and guide us along the path of your peace that we would humbly worship you in spirit and truth. Amen. That's from the Common Prayer Book. And um, it just blows our minds, right? <clears throat> oh, oh, come on, Kev. Let's have a look at the Kevin version of Lord's Prayer. That'd be amazing. So that's the idea. It, it it helps us sometimes. That kind of language is a little bit unfamiliar to us. And what it does, it jolts us out of the way that we think. And it causes us to wrestle with God in a new way. And it causes us to think, for been like suffering or sacrifice but I, I don't usually pray for those things and when we can use like patterns of prayer like what jesus said it, it causes us to think about our prayer life and it causes us to think about god differently and so even when you read out psalms i'm going to read out a psalm and um, don't skip the bits in the psalms that you don't like or don't understand right don't skip the bits that you don't understand or don't like because it is shaping and it's working in you to change you and to change the way you think about God. So these are holy scriptures and they do a work in us that's deeper than we understand. Here's my favorite. Um, oh, let's do Psalm 130. It's beautiful. From the depths of despair, O Lord, I call to you for help. Hear my cry, O Lord. Pay attention to my prayer. Lord, if you kept a record of our sins, who, O oh Lord, could ever survive? But you offer forgiveness, that we would learn to fear you. I am counting on the Lord. Yes, I'm counting on him. I have put my hope in his word. I long for the Lord. More than centuries long for the dawn. More than centuries long for the dawn. O oh Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is unfailing love. His redemption overflows. He himself will redeem Israel from every kind of sin. Powerful. That's Psalm 130. And then what you might do there is you think, I'm not really sure, totally understand that translation. And so then you want to might translate it into a different version. So you might use the easy translation or the message translation. And then what's happened is you've prayed, but you've also learned something about who God is and the way that God thinks and the way that the psalmist thinks. And then you begin to, your mind has been expanded, your heart and your spirit have been expanded by interacting with the Psalms, even in the ones that you don't like or totally don't totally understand. Does that make sense? It's so powerful. And um, we don't always have to like agree with 100% of everything that we, you know, and cognitively understand everything we read in the Psalms. We can allow the Psalms to shape us and mold us and allow it to almost lead us down some emotional places so yeah well thank you for tuning in tonight guys patterns of prayer we're going to call it the disciples prayer our father in heaven hallowed holy is your name your kingdom come your will be done let's look at god's priorities first 
give us today everything that we need to survive and lead us not into temptation and deliver us from the evil one for the king for yours is the kingdom amazing amazing deliver us from the evil amazing 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 stuff so yeah let me pray for you tonight and then we're going to sign off superb to see you guys tonight and listen thank you so much for um just getting involved in kingdom company for supporting the online community feel free to share the stuff and to tag people and if we can help you behind the scenes send us a direct message and we'd love to connect you with some people if you need some more help if we need some more services we can't do everything at the minute but we can maybe connect you to some help and some support or some other resources that you might need brilliant let me pray for you thank you god for all these wonderful people and i pray that over the next couple of weeks as we like lean into patterns of prayer and ways of praying that you'd help take our personal prayer life to another level that we'd meet you in different ways that we'd hear you speak to us in new ways that you'd we you know you'd speak to us about the future but almost more importantly than all of that that we would just come closer to you that we would live closer to you that we would represent you more clearly and more truthfully and that you'd lead us out of this mental season of covid and lockdown and all of that teach us how to thrive teach us how to be strong teach us how to persevere and draw close to us god as we draw close to you we hang on to that scripture today that god you will draw close to us if we draw close to you i, I want to encourage you some of you that that is just to encourage you guys that if we draw near to God, it's in James. Just say, just to encourage you, God is not far from you tonight. Where does it say? Yeah. So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil and he will flee to you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. God doesn't move, believe it or not. It feels like he has, he hasn't gone anywhere, he doesn't move. Scripture teaches us that we have to make the first move. And so I, my prayer to you, for you tonight and my hope for you and my exhortation to you is for you to draw close to God. He ain't going anywhere. And if you draw close to God, if you make the first moves, because sometimes we wander off and we become preoccupied with other things. When you draw close to God, he will draw close to you. That's what Scripture, James says. So, yeah, be encouraged tonight. Stay in touch. Much love to you guys. Have a great night. Sleep well. 